0: This video is sponsored by Arvogachi. Arvogachi is a really cool mix-up of multiple blockchain features, including gaming NFTs and DeFi. Fundamentally, how it works is you have to take some tokens. They're called A tokens. They're created by the uh, Arve DeFi protocol, and you use those to mint an Arvogachi. And Arvogachi is like a tamagotchi but on the blockchain and it kind of uh lives lives around you have to kind of look after it and you can play games with it and you can get wearables for it and do the kind of cool things that we'd expect to do with it with a kind of living blockchain nft but what's interesting is It always has a value because you've taken some of these a tokens to mint it in the first place and the a tokens always gain an interest rate so the value goes up of course the value also uh, arises from how the project is developing and the cool things you can do with it so it's a kind of best of both worlds it's really cool i suggest you check it out at ave thanks for the sponsorship hello and welcome to a blockchain gaming world Episode eighty six now into its fourth year, amazingly. Um, I've not actually been, <laughs> been that productive, but um, on, on on that rate of knots. But anyway, um, I'm your host John Jordan, and uh, joining me to uh, to kick in twenty twenty one is uh, Craig Rosso. How's it going, Craig?
1: Hey, John. It's going well. Thanks for having me.
0: Good. So, Craig is the lead at uh, Polyant Games, which which do a number of different things. It's quite a uh kind of i guess a kind of business model i suppose or i don't quite know what we what we say in the blockchain game space everyone's everyone's kind of into everything at the moment <laughs> i suppose so so i guess you're kind of following that sort of lead but um uh before we get into what Polyant is doing um craig can you maybe give us uh, a bit of background about how you got into this uh interesting space
1: yeah so um i think much like everybody else that that finds their way into the industry um i come from a pretty separate <laughs> uh, uh walk of life so mm-hmm. before this I was actually uh, in biotechnology venture capital. Uh, so I, I worked in early stage um, pharmaceutical and biotech innovation. And prior to that, I was a neuroscientist uh, working primarily on uh, um, cell and neurological cognitive science uh, and, and things like that. Um, and, you know, and, and I ultimately got bit by the, the, the Bitcoin bug around 2015, 2016. Uh, And decided to slowly make my way into the industry, seeing that, you know, there was a lot of opportunities uh, that mirrored uh, some of the the, um, things I saw in the biotech space. You know, some of these early stage innovations that have high potential, but are high risk and require, uh, you know, um, a lot of catering and and support. And so uh, for a number of years, I worked in the kind of media side of things. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was still I still had a foot in the biotech space, but I, I ran a sludge feed. Uh, which was mm-hmm. an early media outlet within the space. Uh, it was me and my, my friend, uh, Tom Stankwitz. Um, we built that up for a number of years. Um, and then, you know, I wanted to combine my uh, work, uh, you know, you know fr- from the investor and, and early stage startup perspective and, and bring it into, uh, uh, you know, the crypto space. And, you know, I was, I was highly attuned to the NFT market from covering it within Sludge Feed and saw the opportunity of, Uh, You know, really helping to establish and build up the asset class as a true alternative uh, to, uh, you know, traditional cryptocurrencies or, you know, the utility tokens of 2017. Mm. Uh, And so um, I I began work with Polyant, uh, you know, which initially was really focused on early stage blockchain startups um, as an incubator program. Uh, So there's been a number of of startups that have gone through that program and, you know, really saw the opportunity to work with them uh, to launch Polyant Games. And so we launched Polyiant Games um, at the onset of uh, 2020. We unveiled it at NFT NYC just before uh, COVID (laughs) broke out. I think it was the last time everybody traveled. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so the central focus of it is, you know, we're we're an investment group that's really interested in supporting, you know, the growth of the NFT asset class. And we Mm -hmm. see blockchain gaming as being, uh, you know, one of the best applications, you know, of NFTs. And I think a lot of the early days of NFTs um, you know, were really limited in our scope of thinking of what they could be used for. Uh, and I think you know the kind of the collector and art type of nature is you know very awesome. But I think that's just really step one of where we can take this asset class, mm-hmm. uh, you know, moving forward. And so um, we we decided to forego a traditional investment uh, firm route for Polygon Games because any new uh, industry, especially in the crypto space, it's very difficult to. Deploy capital when there's a so few people working in the space, mm. and b uh, you know, uh, uh, the just the the nature of the risk associated with traditional invest, uh, you know, fund structures for investments mm. is, is, you know, it's kind of untenable for, for NFTs at this stage. Uh, and so we really decided to build Polynes Games ecosystem as a decentralized platform to really bring together parties from all the way from the application layer, from blockchain games to DeFi adjacent protocols uh, to uh, major layer ones and layer twos to try to bring some uniformity uh, and some uh, uh, interoperability to uh, NFTs. Since since that time, we've built out our own token economy within the ecosystem uh, and have been making strategic investments, uh, not only at the startup equity uh, uh, layer, but also at the uh, token and metaverse layer, which, Mm. Uh, you know, it's probably the, the most interesting subject uh, uh, right now for for kind of moving into the space. So, uh, you know, we're highly bullish on on NFTs in twenty twenty one, and uh, you know, really looking forward to some of the innovations that you know the teams uh, that are are starting to emerge can can put forth because I think it's it's it truly the most high potential asset right now, and you know, hmm. I think in crypto. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I guess it's kind of interesting. So, from my view, at least, kind of twenty the second half of twenty twenty, um, it was we had this kind of kind of DeFi. Um, kind of thing going on, and all the yield right. farming, and, and then again, that kind of seem to flow in in terms of the the value created there. Then seem to kind of flow into some of the NFT type stuff, and then kicking off this year, we've had this this very um, kind of general kind of structural <laughs> kind of kind of bull running in pretty much every um, every kind of major token. How, right? How, did, did you? I mean, do you see those those kind of flows as being kind of the, the token uh, tokens is obviously where most people do their investing in crypto. Yeah. Did you see? That as being complementary to NFTs, or do you think? um, uh, Because I think if we were having this conversation two weeks ago, we we would have there would be a different kind of narrative uh, to to what we have to have now, where obviously these very large asset classes like Bitcoin and Ethereum have have done you know whatever three times um, four times in a short period of time, and we and I guess I would have assumed that. That probably wouldn't have happened um, so quickly, uh, but it may have happened to NFTs. So do we have to maybe reassess the the gearing between them or something?
1: Well, you know, I think one of the major issues that has stifled the growth of NFTs is just the very nature of how they exist, Mm. right? They're non-fungible. They're illiquid. It's difficult to access unless you're a collector or really understand how to flip and and participate in kind of auction type markets. And so what we are very interested in, you know, in supporting and, and building out are ways in which traditional cryptocurrency users can gain liquid access and exposure to the NFT asset class, mm. uh, whether it's through fractional uh, NFTs, uh, through adjacent fungible tokens, you know, groups like Sandbox and Axie Infinity are building out a lot of unique tokenomics around that. Mm. Um, and, and at the end of the day, I think there's needs to be some more, um, more innovations around standardization of valuation metrics. Yeah. And I think, uh, right, you know, with, with kind of the, the art market that driving everything and these high, you know, exciting sales that are, you know, uh, bringing in a lot of interest, I think it, it really starts to, um, you know, paint a picture that, you know, the NFT asset class is unattainable uh, for a lot of people. And, and what we want to do is is to make it accessible. And I think, um, you know, liquidity really is the name of the game. And, I, you know, there's a, there's a number of ways to, to skin the cat. Uh, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to 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 build out these inroads to the market that then will, you know, obviously feed into uh, a more traditional NFT like purchases. And so, I, I, you know, for, instead of going after I always give this example, instead of going after the Fortnite gamer first, you know, blockchain gaming should go after the cryptocurrency user, which, you know, mm-hmm. they're more more and more likely than not are gamers. And they understand the markets. They understand crypto. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's where we've been focusing the, the core of our investments to date. As well as our our, our internal uh, you know uh, product development that we've been doing for the the uh, Polygon Games ecosystem.
0: Mm. Now I think as you point out there 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 is the, um, the this kind of I guess kind of creative tension um, <laughs> certainly tension between between there there are the kind of I guess the the more people who come from a crypto enthusiast background who maybe uh, certainly on the game side haven't kind of made big games before and they're. Mm-hmm they're kind of happy in their ecosystem and they kind of understand it because their users are roughly the same as them. Um, And and I guess that's where we would say the majority of those um, kind of products, I guess, things, certainly like like Axie Infinity would be the prime example of something like that. Um, And then we have, we're starting to now see people who have experience in making, um, you know, games uh just just normal normal kind of games right trying to then le- lever not, not necessarily leverage something in but, but 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 for some people the blockchain is the most important the crypto bit is the most important for other people it, it is important because that's what that's they're making blockchain games but they they're very much like well we have to, has to be as good as fortnite in order. right to- right and, and, and I, then i think
1: yeah and i think we're seeing you know uh gala games as an example and mm. you know there's a few other groups where it's it's uh people that have 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 long track re- records within traditional gaming are starting to dabble in this space mm. and you know they a lot of these groups want to bring and, and sustain that that quality of gaming while you know looping in elements of blockchain which you know it's 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 building making a game is freaking difficult yeah. and then making a game with a token economy you know, that's, that's just a whole nother layer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that's, that's where we also see ourselves as, as hel- you know, being able to facilitate and support uh, more traditional game developers coming into the space so that mm-hmm. we can help, uh, you know, function as that financial layer, um, that blockchain layer uh, to support their larger token economies. And whether that's, you know, designing the token economy, uh, if it's facilitating uh, uh, liquidity uh, via our, our protocols, or if it's simply, you know, building out integrations as it relates to, um, you know, the, the, the bridges between the in-app usage of, of the assets, uh, and the NFT, uh, um, representation that can be, uh, traded or, or auctioned and things like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting time that, um, obviously, you know, for groups like Ubisoft and, and some other bigger names are looking into the space, but, you know, these indie games, um, you know, are always going to be the point of innovation, and I think that's where we're going to see a lot of the cool blockchain stuff start to emerge. But as with any indie game, it's it's an uphill battle. But uh, uh, you know, I think it, it, it's definitely an exciting time. Mm. And I was
0: I was actually thinking just to, um, as an aside, really. I was actually thinking it's interesting because because I come from the mobile game background where you have games are typically measured by how many millions of users they have a day compared to right. <laughs> yeah, how many thousands in, in blockchain. But it is interesting that, that some of these games that maybe only have, um, you know, maybe have only had, you know, less than 50,000 people who have ever played the game are still, right. Are still, still generated, um, you know, a, a few million dollars of, of of kind of trading revenue in a year which which i know you know and that kind of shows i guess it doesn't necessarily scale up if when you scale up that to millions of players not necessarily going to scale up on the financial side but but it does show i think um the one the potential blockchain games and and two how how these kind of these these economic um systems are, are really are actually going to change gaming where you don't necessarily need millions of players to make a successful game um and actually games can be a bit smaller and a bit niche and, and still be sustainable for 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 decades, uh,
1: yeah, like. yeah, absolutely. I, I think too with with like the traditional indie game model, where it's you know a lot of like Kickstarter type of yeah. uh, systems, where it's you know people are people are placing their bets right on you know what they want to see come come to fruition, and I think one of the cool things about blockchain. Uh, integrations and kind of that that adjacent DeFi layer that a lot of these blockchain games can start to tap into is that th- there's really emerging kind of these types of like meta games. Mm. You know, the team, the core team is focused on building out their, their core application, but it's by having that integration on chain integrations, you really can get this, you know, get off the ground running with a lot of cool things that keep people engaged and participating and advocating, you know, for your development. And that can only, you know, mean good things long-term for, you know, capital flows and and being able to spin up more and more money as as you, as you grow. But Mm -hmm. again, gaming is, is, is truly fickle, uh, (laughs) you know, to say the least. And so I think it's, it's always a fine balance. And I think um, the more, more support that a game can have, uh, in its corner a game development company can have in its corner the better and I think that's where it's a combination of community and again Axie Infinity does a great job of that and it's a great example um, but you know in addition to that you know we we see that funds and and more institutional like entities can come into the space and add that layer of trust and support uh, that you know is missing from from it currently and that's really what we aim to do because you know to, 2016 or 2017, 18, 19, really like the Wild West <laughs> of yeah. NFT market. Everyone's kind of exploring different concepts. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know mar- markets can't come and go, um, but you know, as as it becomes more mature, I think more and more uh, institutions will step in the space, and you know, that that bedrock of value and bedrock of trust will will begin to emerge.
0: Hmm. Okay, so we've been talking in fairly abstract terms. Um, let, let's go a bit more specific. So um, uh, about a week ago, I think it was you, you announced. Um, uh, a company you've already mentioned, Gala Games, who who are kind of uh, testing out a few um, a few kind of different different projects. Uh, have have a, their lead creative worked on um, Zynga, uh, Worked at Zynga, so, so a traditional kind of game developer going into blockchain. Um, and you guys, it was I, I guess it was kind of well, you can tell me. Uh, in my thinking, it was it was more sort of a, a kind of a purchase kind of slash investment. But you paid eight hundred thousand dollars for um, a particular NFT in their forthcoming game, uh, Mirandas um and, and and that was actually the the nft was like a all NFTs are one-off but this was a very singular nft in that game yeah. universe and it was and it's effect, effectively you've kind of bought the the banking system in, yeah, yeah. in, in this game. Yeah. So can, so, you, can you yeah explain explain
1: a little bit about why why you why that's a good deal yeah you. <laughs> so you know we again i think what what we see is our our value long term um is building into metaverses that we believe in and supporting mm-hmm. the token economies um, both as, you know, again, a liquidity provider and investor, but also as, as a facilitator of the DeFi layer. Um, and so our purchase of the uh, Citadel of the Sun uh, NFT from Randus um, essentially enabled us to become the financial layer uh, on top of, of the game upcoming, which we see as a pretty high potential title uh, as it relates to uh, you know, mass usage, that kind of the best of the open world concepts related to uh, true game, in-game ownership uh, and how that relays into the, you know, the, the uh, on-chain activity. Um, and so you know, we're, the purchase itself, you know, wasn't there wasn't any equity involved or anything like that. It was a, a straight NFT purchase. And it really you know, stands to uh, show our bullishness on this upcoming metaverse uh, while we also work with the team in depthly, you know we meet with them uh, you know every every few days at this point, uh, building out that 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 token layer, that that financial layer that will uh, ingrain with the polyant games ecosystem. Um, and so that's everything from our our polyant decks, which we were building up as being uh, kind of the decks of adjacent NFTs and and fractional NFTs, uh, adjacent tokens to nFTs uh, economies, um, where we really aim to facilitate that. Uh, cross-talk between uh, the crypto user and on-chain activity with the in-game uh, um, you know, player. And so there's a lot of things that we can do. And obviously, it's very early days for, for Gela with this, um, but we aim to support their development uh, along, along the road there. Uh, and, you know, with that, that purchase, it's, it's, it's going to be the most profound uh, citadel that they have and, uh, you know, unlocks a lot of opportunities as it relates to the land. It's essentially land that we, that we own and, and that we can craft to our liking. Uh, everything from the, the look of it to, uh, you know, its functionality. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited by the concept and, and what we really wanted to do is, you know, to, you know, put our put our money where our mouth is as it relates to trust in the metaverse. I think a lot of people are talking about this kind of abstract look at like we're all going to move to the digital world. Um, but, you know, in order for that to happen, there needs to be substantial uh, um you know, uh, support and, and investment into those into those worlds that are being built. And, you know, I, I'm a big, you know, I like what a lot of groups are doing for like these more general uh, uh, metaverses, but I'm much more focused right now on the targeted metaverses that are attached to a game or are highly focused, because that's what I think uh, will resonate with both gamers and NFT enthusiasts long-term. Because I think a lot of the general stuff that we've seen date as relates to land and things like that, um, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily strike a chord uh, for for utility and you know w- what it means to actually own that NFT. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's definitely. I mean, you have mentioned it a few times. This this kind of a uh, learning the lessons from DeFi, and I guess uh, you know we have we have seen uh, the early attempts uh, in last year, but 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 clearly um, something that 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 uh, is going to be very important for for blockchain games um, ongoing now is, is is to is to build those uh, maybe not necessarily the, the, those overt f- features of DeFi. Um, into their game but obviously uh, one to have knowledge about kind of how those financial systems work and, and to, um in a sense you know work out what are the, those features how they can be you know holistically integrated into a game structure obviously uh, you know uh, in terms of what you've done there with, with, with that nft um is, is, is seems to be um you know uh absolutely in the case where it's the underlying banking system so not only have right. you kind of acquired something valuable in that game but you have the idea i mean i guess you can't really work out how much it's worth from that point of view but there is like some sort of passive income potentially um well hopefully um, uh, you know it's designed to have passive income that you will get because people will be using this in the game and if the game is successful that potentially could be a very valuable um sort of thing yeah i, I, always, right, kind of, right. I always i always have the, the, the kind of a uh, assumption that um you know if you could have if you could have bought some sort of um inherent nft the, the first nfts in, in clash of clans or something you
1: know yeah, eight, yeah. Eight, and eight, and right, 9 I, years yeah, ago bet, that's a great example of, yeah. <laughs> and i think it's it's it is- it is, it is that concept of like what things can become, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you know the the ideas that um, some of these early games have as it relates to, to like actual economies uh, that that plug into the larger crypto world. I think that's one of the best shots on goal for NFTs to really emerge as as you know a standalone asset class. Mm. And you know w- you know we're again we're we're driving a lot of the innovation uh, you know from, for that financial layer that banking system and um, you know. That's why you know we really, again it's 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 to the ethos of us wanting to really roll up our sleeves and mm. work with the teams that we're investing in, um, you know whether it's you know again through equity or through their assets that they they have, uh, and I think that's really what we see as um, our role is you know to to facilitate the growth that otherwise would be just another uphill battle because again making games is freaking hard, mm. and making token economies is freaking hard doing both at the same time. Uh, can be a near impossibility unless you're, you know, you have the in-house uh, talent and, and and resources to do so.
0: Mm. So uh, it does e- equally strike me that the, um, the the kind of flow goes both ways. So game developers are really having to change, you know, how they think about fundamentally making a game because um, now it's got, um, you know, real life uh, economics in it. Equally from from the VC kind of point of view, it's not you know vcs have traditionally had access to a lot of money, which which is always useful and and, and equally they have uh, access to their own networks, which is always very important and 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 kind of you know be able to kind of train up um kind of uh, people who are starting up companies and give a, give good advice and create boards all that sort of stuff but but it, this also seems to me from particularly from the way you're talking now is 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 from the investment point of view it's not just doing those things you ha- actually have to have some you know a pretty uh good kind of technical background um in terms of you might be building stuff out you might be you know you might own some land that you have to then contract out people to build right. a cool thing a cool castle or whatever it's going to be and uh, and kind of more more important than that you're um you know you're, you're almost to some degree becoming kind of co-designers of these systems this system, certainly at this stage so right um, right
1: and, and I, I think that this this was really from lessons learned of the like 2017 era funds okay which you you, you described that you know had, had substantial access to capital we able to, you know, deploy it in tokens and startups and, and blockchain uh, foundations, um, but when you know, eventually the the uh, uh, you know the other shoe dropped as it relates related to that bubble. A lot of those funds, you know, majority of them, you know were were stuck in a situation where they were super illiquid, you know they were down substantially on on the various tokens that they were uh, invested in, and they had no 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 way to get out of it or, or to build up uh, again. So we really wanted to build from the ground up, from helping support the infrastructure to truly understand the winners and losers of this space, uh, in order to really uh, you know drive forward our investment thesis. And that again, that that enables us that 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 um, you know on the ground work enables us. Uh, to better understand where the space is going, you know, maybe even influence the space to you know what we mm-hmm. see as as the direction, and and ultimately helps us de-risk uh, some of these more substantial investments that we make, you know, like buying land for eight hundred thousand uh, dollars, you know, to to you know moving forward. So I, again, I think it, it, there's there's no perfect model for for crypto general investment, um, but you know we're we're very bullish on on the ability for. Uh, investment groups to be able to actively participate and you know we have a development team internal uh, to us that's like okay. 15 people now right. you know we're, we're working on across different protocols different networks uh, and so you know it, it's one of those things where um, you know we we wanted to add value to our partners and and ultimately if they succeed that you know that comes back to us and builds up our our token economy our decentralized uh, uh, ecosystem and then obviously from an investment perspective the you know, uh, the, the monetary re- return for that is, 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 very clear for us. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, we were, we're very happy with the system so far.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you mentioned it already and it was, um, something actually that, that kind of, uh, partly
0: kind of triggered my interest in, t- in talking to you guys is, is you, you, I guess it's in the very very early stages, but but you've launched your own decentralized exchange now. Um, the, the question would always be: Does the world need another decentralized exchange? Because they've right. we've got them coming out of our ears at the moment. Um, <laughs> uh, and obviously, with something like Uniswap, um, anyone can can l- create a liquidity pool for any any ERC-20 token. Um, so, it's, so it's not like there's a technological barrier to actually create this sort of stuff. Um, from my uh, kind of looking at it, obviously, what you're trying to do is is you're creating a exchange, um, which is very highly uh, kind of focused on specific kind of game tokens and and, and kind of, I right. guess, kind of games in your platform. So um, wh- why did you decide to do a DEX and and where do you expect that to go um, at the moment? Uh, sorry, where do you expect that to go in future? Uh, yeah. As, and, as, you as know, a product?
1: Right. So, you know, right now it's much like everyone else's, it's a Uniswap fork mm. that we're using on, on Ethereum, which you know, depending on the day can be very usable, you know, usable, yes, very yes. not usable. <laughs> um, but our vision ultimately is, is to function as a relay point for the in-game token economies. Mm-hmm. And I think gen- a lot can be lost in general decentralized exchanges. There's a lot of, there's a lacking trust layer associated with that, that, you know, can make newcomers uh, it's kind of daunting, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so what we aim to do with it is to really have it as a hub of that interaction. Because our goal with the ecosystem was initially and, you know, moving forward is, is to drive the, the user interaction with NFTs and the adjacent fungible tokens of their economies. And, you know, with that, that protocol, uh, decentralized exchange protocol, we can, you know, for instance, plug it into the various games uh, that we're supporting, like Mirandas uh, You know, we can build it out uh, as it relates to uh, novel uh, use cases of, of fractionalization and, you know, basket uh, tokens. A lot of different groups are working on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, related to the NFT asset class. Uh, and so we, we really do see it as our way to, um, you know, innovate around the NFT asset class, uh, while also supporting directly with liquidity and, and you know, uh, a token purchases and things like that uh, for our partners. And so um, our goal, you know, we, we're, our goal with the, the ecosystem ultimately is to be chain agnostic. You know, we want to yeah. see, uh, the NFT asset class be ubiquitous. And so, you know, we'll, we'll go where the activity is and, and, and support it where the activity is. But, you know, we were working with a number of layer ones uh, and layer twos that are in the NFT space uh, uh, to support and, and kind of establish Paladin games, our presence within those, those uh, networks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, our, our ultimately what, what we're working towards uh, with the DEX uh, too is, is to build out a, uh, a kind of a new approach to vaults. Uh, so, uh, the idea that NFTs can be leveraged for more than in-app, uh, utility. And I think, um, you know, again, everything's been really driven by arts and gaming, but we're also bullish on NFT, you know, quote unquote finance NFTs, uh, which, you know, can be leveraged for a number of different use cases, you know, NFTs in of itself don't have the utility. It's what, you know it's what is assigned to them. And I think it's a really uh, a blank check right now for the types of use cases that that they can uh, fit into. Uh, And so that's a a core area for a more traditional uh, group uh, that's focused on, uh, um, you know, our our NFTs in the future and how they can be used in DeFi and beyond that, you know, leveraging, you know, real world assets and things like that.
0: Mm. Um, Just going to kind of dig into one of the points you mentioned there, which is, which, um, I'm kind of interested in. So, so there's, I think 2021, generally in blockchain, you know, we, we've seen Ethereum, you know, uh, be basically, <laughs> you know, sucked all the value in, into Ethereum and, and now, um, but Ethereum is just kind of creaking beast at the moment until, until right. Ethereum 2 comes out. Uh, we all kind of know uh, that's that's the case. Uh, and actually now we, you know, we've, I guess in the past we've had stuff like EOS and Tron, which haven't kind of gained traction and are sort of, uh, to my mind, at least dying away. Uh, but now right. we're having, having these much more, um, uh, kind of, kind of, uh, I don't know, third generation, fourth generation, I don't know what we call them, uh, but these, these new blockchains, um, basically no gas fees, um, very, very fast, uh, kind of, uh, finality uh and and uh kind of uh I, I know they just kind of feel feel very different but and they're all kind of looking to bridge over to ethereum and, and take stuff over um and, and i guess most recently uh we've just kind of there's been a deal with um a games company Animoca brands and and binance smart chain to do nfts on there and right and, but when i was thinking about this kind of thing it's, it's interesting that um i do kind of wonder if and maybe this is just my kind of like i don't know poetic mind speaking that, 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 that to me some kind of some blockchains seem to be seem to have an audience that likes some things and not others, even though technically those other things could work on those blockchains. It, I mean, I guess a good example is Tron. So Tron's always been, no matter what Tron does, Tron's always about gambling. Um, so right. you, know, right. you can <laughs> launch a game on Tron, but, but get, people who are on Tron want to gamble. They want, they yeah. don't want games. Um, uh, with EOS, it seems a bit different. Maybe there was gambling once and now there's games, and uh, gambling doesn't work on EOS because of uh, on Ethereum, because of, of technical issues. But, but I do kind of wonder whether um and this is very uh, you know <laughs> kind of personal i suppose whether it, whether just some some blockchains will work better for for certain things and maybe i kind of wonder that, that these very fast blockchains where you can do lots of transactions and maybe run games fully on chain um just won't they won't have this kind of i don't know soli- like felt solidity where the cuz nft's while well, they can be used in games equally just these kind of things that can sit there and accumulate value. Um, I don't know. It's right, not really a question. Right. It's more an observation. No, yeah, no, I, don't I, I know where I'm going with that's it. That's <laughs> a great point. I think it's
1: you know I think everyone everyone that's built a layer one or layer two has pitched it as being general purpose. Mm. Um, but I, I I agree with that sentiment that you know the winners will emerge if they find a niche that they can that they, they really can hold on to and, and grow. Mm. And um, I think a good example recently is. Uh, you know, Matic Network, for instance, they uh, they they leaned early into into blockchain gaming, and I think that's starting to pay dividends for them as a lot of groups are beginning to move from you know lay, you know Layer One Ethereum over to to Matic, and you know, I think the, the recent one was the Avogadro group, uh, you know, decided mm-hmm. to delay their launch to do it on Matic, and so it's it's very interesting seeing that emerge, um, and, and at the end of the day, what what you know, I'm 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 always going to be bullish on. Uh, you know, Ethereum as being the first hub of, of user access. Mm. And so I think any group that's building a layer one or layer two needs to have that, that bridge and that, and that presence so that they can then start to pitch, you know, are right, you went down the, the rabbit hole of Bitcoin, then you made it your way all the way to Ethereum. Yeah. And, you know, now you're here, you know, it's a, it's a process that we've all gone through. Um, and so, I, you know, again, I, I, I think there's a lot of opportunity for more scalable environments, especially as it relates to NFTs. Um, but I, it, it's definitely not going to be, you know, fully ubiquitous. There's probably going to be, you know, probably three or four emergent m- people that are, that are really focused on it. And obviously, mm. you know, groups like flow coming into the space, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, with, with the track record that they do, um, ha- you know, have, you know, I, it's going to be very interesting, but, um, it, what, what, what ultimately is going to, you know, move into is, is making sure that we can. Uh, have proper methods of representation of nfts across chains that's one of the, the difficult mm. things is that you know the the um uh, ability to transfer from one chain to the other those, those proper bridges that you know do you burn it do you store it like a lot of those questions that i don't think a lot of people are asking uh, uh quite yet um but you know i think the erc 721 1155 is going to be here here to stay um and you know we're for 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 development activity, we're going to keep focusing on Ethereum, know uh, yeah. uh, for the near term. But uh, we're working with a lot of of, of partners like that to, to kind of understand how they're they're focusing on on the NFT asset class. But yeah, it's it's, it's definitely going to be interesting because I think um, DeFi is going to be one of the the gold rushes, and then you know there's going to be groups going after NFTs, and you yeah. know like you said, gambling and things like that. So yeah, it's be special specializations being the name of the game eventually. It's always been
0: interesting to me that. that, that... The kind of, you know, Ethereum has kind of nothing to do with games, but on the DeFi side, it's it's been this kind of petri dish where there's very fast, um, you know, development and, and lots of ideas, and some of them were awful, and a lot, some of them crashed and burned, and but <laughs> yeah. a lot of interesting stuff came out of it. Uh, but then at the end, after that kind of period of time, you could kind of see what what kind of worked, um, and then other other developers on other blockchains basically said, "Well, this works. I'm going to I'm going to port all this over to this new blockchain." Right. But, but because it hadn't had the kind of the petri dish experimentation phase. The fact they got the kind of the right answer, but they did, hadn't, didn't have the workings, and people, I guess, the community hadn't hadn't built up through the workings to get to the end goal, kind of meant that no one was very interested in it because it was obviously a, kind of a copycat. So, um, I think I think it, it will be interesting. And Certainly on, on the games, the game side, I guess, will be different because I kind of think what will happen, and we kind of already see it. I think is with things like Ax Infinity, where you can you can obviously trade the axes on Open Sea, but basically all the it's such a cl- closed community or close community that the, right. the activity happens on. Sort of the you know the official the, the the in the in um you know the, the in-app marketplaces is, is where as far as i understand the majority of that access happens and i guess what's interesting with games is while they are on blockchains and, and while in future there probably will be these clever interoperability or the, these bridging layers probably um people will basically play on their game and trade on that marketplace so, so actually games will right. actually actually be quite insular
1: yeah. Um, and I think one of the good things, like one of the ones I'm watching is, is how Blancos evolves. Yes. I think that's, that's That'll a great example, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause it's, 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 you know, uh, the, the quality of the game is, is without question. Um, but the fact that it's so isolated from the rest of the NFT mm. ecosystem, community collectors, traders and everything, you know, that's going to be, I think one of the purest, um, study case studies for, you know, how that, you know, uh, going for the, uh, an adjacent layer, one first approach, uh, how successful that can be. And so, um, I think you know, to your point, whether or not, uh, the in-game marketplace or the, you know, in-app marketplace can carry it enough. Um, you know, that, I think that's, that's one of the things we're, we're definitely watching.
0: I would say the one interesting thing about Blankos is because I've been, I mean, I've been very interested in the project. Um, and and once it once it's been out in beta, I've been less interested in in actually playing it, although I have done so. But much more interested in the, in the characters. I mean, for me, it's a very character right. thing. So so the value of it is almost it's, it's kind of almost the wrong way around that the characters are so brilliant. You kind of want them to be, you know, want them to be siloed because they're so they have the best character designs probably right. in, you know, in games at the moment. You know, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So and I think,
1: be- <laughs> yeah and i think that that's that's definitely a great point because it's 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 that under underlying collector's nature that goes mm. with some of these things that i think is such an important driver like you play any traditional game you know whether it's it's Call of duty or pokemon the need for having you mm. know the coolest looking stuff that's like there's no question that's driving multi-billion dollar economy mm. uh, you know gaming economy and so um you know I, be the ability to engage because NFTs are by very nature are highly social with their applications right now. Um, I think that's something that really needs to be a focus of, of, of developers, um, you know, yeah. as they're framing their, you know, their ecosystems, um, because that sociability is, is key to long-term success. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool, good. So um, we're kind of, kind of wrapping up. Um, I guess we're at the start of the year when maybe people are still kind of thinking um, in, in a predictive, so, no, I also quite like predictions. Not that I expect them to come correct or not, but I think the process of thinking about predictions is is interesting. So, um, what, how, how do you see uh, how do you see twenty twenty one kind of panning out? What will be the the kind of key things for you? They may or may not happen, but but kind of what, what are you looking for potentially to happen?
1: Yeah, so you know we're 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 very bullish on, on you know core cryptocurrencies right now. Um, you know the the bitcoins, Ethereum's um, as it relates to the NFT market, uh, as I said, I think the, the name of the game for 2021 is gonna be liquidity and access. And mm-hmm. so I think a lot of the innovations as it relates to uh, fractionalization indices and, and things like that are gonna start taking uh, a bigger role. And I think that that's gonna help establish um, to a certain degree, uh, a more universal way to define and value uh, you know this this non-fungible asset class and so uh, I think with some of the, the the big releases that are planned for. 2021 I think a lot of games are going to start hitting their stride um, I know neon district for instance is, is you know uh, coming out of the shadows now and so I, you know I think it's going to be something where the applications and a lot of the builders of the last three years are going to start seeing the fruits of their labor while you know new cryptocurrency users who just enjoyed a 10x run up (laughs) you know of of their assets are going to be looking for uh you know a a, a place to to put those winnings and i think you know the the friendliness and the accessibility of the nft market uh is going to be one of those places and so that's you know where we're positioning ourselves right now cool
0: lovely excellent thank you very much uh for your time craig that was really interesting
1: yeah likewise john i I really appreciate the conversation it's great
0: Uh, so um you'll put your um twitter uh, into the, into the show notes uh, any any other areas way, where people should be looking at at the moment i guess we should we should put the uh, put the website in the decks in as well
1: yeah so uh yeah polyant.games is a site and then uh you would follow us on twitter at polyant games uh, so those are you know going there you'll, you'll find pretty much everything you need so cool. um uh, yeah this was great really appreciate it john
0: cool thank you and uh, thank you listeners for 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 making it through um we are talking to the people who are building this kind of crazy uh, world of, of blockchain uh, meets games, which is... Uh... <laughs> we think it's going in one direction and, and then the next week is often going in a totally <laughs> different direction. So, so uh, you know, as much it goes. As me, really. <laughs> but um, hopefully you find this, this, this stuff interesting and, and uh, you know, obviously um, we, we think this is really kind of changing the, uh, the way games are going to be made and played in the future. So this is kind of why we're spending the time doing it. So please subscribe. Um, we're on YouTube and you can also get us through your, um, your all the typical podcast subscription channels. So please do subscribe, but thanks for listening and uh, see you next week.